The Love Gurus podcast is starting now. The Love Gurus are comics that bring comedic wisdom to the savages asking bizarre relationship questions on the internet. Your hosts are Suzanne Leah Shepard and Jake Vevra. I am the Love Gurus pet robot Cassandra. I love you. Oh, Cassandra the Robot, I love you too, God damn it! Thank you for introducing the show, and thank you to the listeners for uh, joining us. We are with our our official fill-in host, uh, Amy Liska. Yeah. Thank you for being yeah. on the show. I just, just want to say uh, this whole uh, COVID-19 thing has really done wonders for my career on the Love Guru it's podcast. It's COVID for short. Yeah. When you know yeah. it like we know it no. in New York, it's Kofi. I mean, being contained for the virus killing everyone. What does yeah. that say about you as a person? I'm uh-huh. just saying, being contained with one of the hosts, I feel like I've made my most appearances <laughs> on the Love Gurus, and yeah, I just want to. Or your bookings for the podcast have gone up by like 400 <laughs> percent. Oh, yeah. Because we want to have you now, because we're the only person quarantined with Jake. Exactly. <laughs> This is not a convenient post-apocalyptic situation. Well, yes. thank, you. thank you for yeah. having me. But yeah. I'll tell yeah. you what is a, 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 yes, thank you for being on. We love having you. But I'll, I'll tell you what, what is a convenient post-apocalyptic situation. All of the documentaries we now have time to watch on Netflix. That is why today we will not be taking uh, questions on, on dating uh, and, and, and relationships. We will be reviewing a documentary that we saw on Netflix. Uh, the one we are reviewing today is How to Fix a Drug Scandal. Yes, How to Fix a Drug Scandal. So um, just as a note to all the listeners, totally going to be loads of spoiler alerts. If you haven't seen the documentary oh, yet. Oh, thank you. Yes, this, I'm so glad uh, this, you remembered this. podcast, this. Uh, this episode is more about let's, let's commiserate, let's get the hot takes on After how you this- watched it after you watched it. Now, that being said, if you're one of these people that's like, listen, I kind of like to know what I'm getting into, you could listen to this and then watch the documentary. There are still, there's no way that we're able to cover everything, but yeah, loads of spoilers. Um, yeah, but I, I will not respect any angry emails going, they destroyed that, that documentary for me. They said everything that was gonna happen. <laughs> uh-huh. Because yeah, we're not, we're not making this podcast to talk about it as a trailer we're not being paid by netflix to be like hey here's yeah. why you should watch this thing i mean it was good you should but i'm, I'm not just I, i'm not i'm not a free trailer for the for the big documentary industries we will not be silenced by netflix no <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we're we're just we're gonna say whatever whatever the fuck we want about it um so yeah so it's so it's a documentary about basically two drug labs in Massachusetts, one on the east side, one on the west side, very similar to the uh, Tupac uh, rivalry <laughs> that- Yeah, if in, if in tr- instead of trying to like, you know, roll with gangs and sell drugs, they were trying to do the opposite. They were trying to get drugs that they have caught and verify whether they're real or not so they can give people- uh, way over trumped up drug charges. Yes, Do exactly. I have to so, get bang, gang bang to work at this lab. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, funny that you bring that up. You know, it's yeah, it's 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 weird yeah. the, the 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 order that you decided to put those words. But I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you, a gang banger, but gang banged. I don't know what kind of pharmacy jobs you applied for, but somebody needs to get fucking sued, man. <laughs> That's not how that shit works at all. Yeah, that should not be part of the interview process. Uh, so, 
so, so what happened in this uh, east side west side rivalry, as I would as I would like to call it, is that in the west side there was a chemist named Sonia Farak who was who uh, has an addiction problem, and she her addiction problem was so bad. Uh, that she worked in this lab that tests drugs to see if they're actually drugs. And she was like, hey, why don't, instead of testing them, I also take them so I can test more <laughs> drugs and on and on and on. And um, the, rolling, the Rolling Stone gathers no moss. Uh, yeah, she wasn't into <laughs> testing drugs for the paycheck. She was in it for the love of the game. I mean, she really, really yeah. loved the game so much that she would go through shakes and withdrawals after only a few hours of not playing the game. Well, <laughs> yeah. Really quick, just to, to reference the movie, she chose this lab because she was at another lab before, but she chose this lab because um, I feel like there was less uh, security for, so she knew sure. she could probably yeah. get away with just testing the drugs a right. lot more than at the other lab. Yeah, I think so. So yeah, so that so she was definitely she had her place in uh, in crack heaven at this at this West Side lab. Then on the East Side, there was a right. another when, chemist called. When homies on the street are good and they die. They get to go to crack heaven, and they're hired by the state of Massachusetts to test I, drugs. But nobody's ever watching them. It's great. It's so much fun. <laughs> and then so on the East Side, we have another chemist chemist named Annie Dukin, who is basically dry labbing, which means. Instead of testing the drugs, she just looks at him and says, yeah, probably crack. And yeah. then commiser or, uh, you know, canoodled with the uh, prosecutors to just try and convict as many people as possible while also having a high school crush on one of the prosecutors. So imagine if um, Anna, is it Anna, who's the main, Anna Kendrick in Pitch Perfect were a chemist. That's who Annie Dukin is. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty much like if somebody gave a chemistry to degree to grown-up Tina from Bob's Burgers, but she was still boy crazy and really went crazy <laughs> over like prosecutors' butts. Yeah. She's in, mean, in the courtroom just walking, watching the prosecutors walk by going, I would totally help him put people in prison even if their drugs are fake if I could fucking hook up with that guy. See, the whole moral of the story with Annie Dukin is that Nerds need to be fucked in high school. You need to lose your virginity before you work at a lab, okay? Because what ended up happening was this girl yeah. never got the attention or love that she needed, and then she went into this lab with all these hormones, and she's like, do you love me? I'll please you. Do you love me? I'll please you. Exactly, and yeah. I just, somebody. I think had, had Annie had a positive prom experience, had someone really put the effort in to give her yeah. a Promposal. We this would have never happened. <laughs> she would have taken. That's it true. Their life. <laughs> yeah. This this documentary. If I ever have a daughter, I'm going to be the opposite of a '50s daughter. I'm just going to go <laughs> into a room when she's like 17, 18. I'm just going to knock on her door and be like, "Hey, uh, Lauren, have you gotten any dick lately? Because I don't want you to end up <laughs> like that chemist on how to fix a drug scandal. All right. I don't want you going boy crazy in your late 20s yeah. for some prosecutor for the state of Massachusetts. And, 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 and you love him so much, you just do anything to get into his pants, even commit uh, felonies. Yeah. Well, and this is the thing, and this is what the movie Back to the Future taught us, that there is a point in your life where you skew into an alternate reality. Yeah. And we're basically in this alternate reality. And the reason why I say that is because these two crime labs, they were uncovered within months of each other. Within months of each other, 
They figured out that Annie Dukin is dry labbing in addition to Sonia Farrakh having a horrible addiction problem herself. Therefore, basically saying that every drug crime that was being prosecuted in the state of Massachusetts wasn't, they, they, hadn't, they couldn't prove that they actually tested the drugs to make sure that they were heroin, crack, cocaine, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, I just love that this documentary had to do with all of Massachusetts because I feel like this happens all, all over, across the country, but it just focused on Massachusetts. There's somebody out there who's like, fuck Massachusetts. I'm going to totally tell this story, you know? And exactly. And here's what I love about Massachusetts and what I also love about this documentary is that Massachusetts seems like a combination of New York City, not New York State, but just New York City and West Virginia. Like, does anyone yeah. else agree? It's yeah. like, it's either really, you know, smart, Harvard educated, or the BFE Massachusetts people who are still eating asphalt. <laughs> like, there's no... <laughs> Yeah, that's that's that, that's true. It's kind of, it's kind of rough, you know. Even even like it, we learned that from Goodwill Hunting. Even even a lot of the geniuses <laughs> sound like fucking morons. It's yeah. equal, equal MC squared. <laughs> With that story, yeah, you get the car. It's equal MC squared. Like they just they sound crazy. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, not so, as yeah. stupid as I sounded trying to do a Massachusetts accent. I can usually do it, except for right How now. How does a Massachusetts accent go? I think it's like a, this. Park the car by the bar. Yeah. Oh wait, is that a Boston accent? Like Massachusetts yeah, yeah. Boston? I think, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. yeah, I think it's Boston. Like a south, isn't it Southie? Like yeah, I yeah. Southie. Yeah, I'm just doing Southie. <laughs> I'm just yeah. gonna do an Australian accent. See if you notice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Amy has spent years training her ear in dialect of many kinds. They all sound like a her. parrot. <laughs> um, How pissed off do you think you were? Because here's, here's the thing is, is most of these drugs that they're testing, they're totally actually drugs. I, 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 I have to believe yeah. it's, it's very rare that um, somebody just has half an eight ball of table salt in their pockets. You know what I mean? Exactly. That they, they, but that did happen to Anna. It did happen. It's a technicality. Right. Yeah, 99% of the time it's a technicality. Not to Suzanne, but to Anna Dukan. Yeah, Annie Dukan, yeah. Dukan. Yeah. What are you saying? She got, she messed up because one of her results was actually table salt. Well, yeah, I mean, because she just wasn't testing at all. So some of them did actually end up being not really drugs because it does happen. It's just going to be a, a fucking rarity. But um, my, my point is most of these people that got arrested totally did have drugs. But how pissed off would you be if you were running from the cops in Massachusetts somewhere in that last 10 years and, 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 and you were outrunning them and, and you went, you know, just a little bit over the, over the, the border into Maine or whatever, you know what I mean? And like, like just by a few miles. And so your charge was totally in Maine. That that chemist not high and 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 actually doing the tests and so yeah. your your sentence you still have an, a, a a trumped up drug charge but it just you know you're you're just outside the 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 Massachusetts state line so you're fine. I I I one hundred percent believe that happened just because the number of cases that were dismissed because it was later found out that the drug addiction and the yeah. the dry labbing were going off so much. It was over thirty-five thousand. Thirty-five thousand. That's a I, so I one hundred percent believe that there was one person that like got convicted, but not in the state of Massachusetts, and was like, "Son of a bitch! I should have just stayed in Nantucket." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, no, but I'm being dead serious. 
that really, that actually happened to someone where they're like, fuck, <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, like, yeah, I, I 100% would believe that. Um, the other thing that was interesting about this documentary, well, one thing though, is that, you know, so basically, and this, yeah, as we said, this wasn't something that happened over the course of six months. This was years and years of time. And so one thing that was crazy to me is that how, how did none of the coworkers like say anything? Like what kind of toxic culture is going on? Like, you know, are they, I mean, they're clearly not a, oh, it's the monthly birthday celebration kind of, kind of coworkers. I mean, they're kind of like a, well, I want to murder, right? Like I waited tables for a long time. And the thing is, is that even though we're all quote unquote supposed to be working together, it, we all work for our own money. Mm. And what ends up happening is that like managers have their favorites, whoever gets, you know, whoever makes them look good. And then you can think about a server not holding their end of the bargain, like not helping out, but at the same time, you know, pointing out all their stuff, but the manager doesn't care because they're like, they make me look good. And that's the thing with the Anna, uh, Annie Dukin, I keep wanting to call her something else. Uh, Annie Dukin like all of her the people that worked around her was like she's totally fucking up left and right and cutting corners nonstop. but the managers didn't want to hear it because they were like she makes me look good you know and well, I, yeah that happened to me waiting tables but that's the so thing i'm just saying yeah it's gonna happen to people working with like multi-million dollar drug crimes they're like yeah you know maybe i think i think your bosses knew about it yeah i mean i mean oh, because yeah, i think yeah. i think they, they had knew, to it they had yeah, the prosecutors because, knew about it yeah i mean the prosecutors knew about it and i think it was one of those things to where she was just sort of gonna be the fall guy because i mean not only was she she making them look good in that oh she's she's doing a lot of tests she's doing it quickly we don't have to pay as many people to do it or buy as much equipment or blah blah blah, blah. there's that but then there's also i think they were kind of in on it with the prosecutors like they would have their prosecutors they were friendly with and yeah and they would yeah. just kind of even upper so they didn't have they didn't want the email trail but they would just know like oh that's my buddy rick i'm gonna have rick work with annie yeah, hey Rick, go work yeah. with Annie, and that's all the paper trail they had. But they—that's essentially what they were doing. And yeah, it's like going exactly. back to waiting tables, I'm like, why does Lewis have to wait on a Lauren Michaels again? Even though he—he he never does his side work, but he gets to wait, wait on Lauren Michaels all night. I don't get it. Why? Because he's the hot guy. He's gonna make no. Wait, are you calling Lauren Michaels the hot guy? No, I'm calling <laughs> Lewis. Uh, she really wants to get on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> no, Louise, Louise, like they would have their parties, and it's like the she one, knows he listens to podcasts. The one you person know? <laughs> that didn't do their side work or pitch in somehow always got the heavy hitter tables that were like, oh, we're just gonna spend like five thousand dollars tonight. Not that Lauren Michaels did. I'm not. I'm not talking. But it's like. All right, I'm getting way too deep into this right now. I need to take this. <laughs> but I do like I do like the parallelism. So let's say let's say that at the restaurant where you waited tables, Amy. No, they, you're gonna send her even further into this into this petty uh, server flashback. But no, okay. I'm saying that this happens all the time, even with the drug wards of these like you know, because it's like the management. They were like, this guy knows how to talk to people and he and he's a hot guy. If any of you can't tell, Amy is in the middle of going through her taxes from when she waited tables. So oh, she yeah, yeah. clearly uh -huh. has this on her mind. She's mid 
she's ready to file and she is and she's like you know what those fucking people <laughs> waiting tables this number should have been a lot different because i should have waited for lauren michaels <laughs> <laughs> lauren michaels is so goddamn hot i hope he's listening to this podcast i can you just want him show we know that he definitely listens to podcasts now after that shane gillis thing he's just oh listening. yeah is there something i should not hire her for wait a minute but she's getting bonus points I'm with this saying- one no asian <laughs> slurs and said i'm hot but i'm just saying when things when things like that, when you're at this, like, like when you're like, oh, I'm just going out to eat, and you don't think that things are even planned beforehand, you're crazy. I, even on a low level, things are planned, you know? And that's what I'm just trying to say. So, of course, when there is, like, a whole conviction with crimes and drugs and prosecutors and defense, everything is planned. People are very aware of of what they want, you know? And that even happened when, when people were just, when people were just trying to go to a restaurant and serve you food, there was a whole discussion. If you're somebody who is going to wait on you, which is like a whole thing, you know, and how much money they're going to get. I, out of your pocket. I see what you're saying. You're, thing, you're saying you know? that it's, it's a, uh, it's, it's placement, not just a, a yeah. And so, a if it's happening on such a low level, it's gonna happen. Like when this, yeah. when the stakes are even higher. So, in this scenario, in this scenario, you're Annie Dukin, and Lauren Michaels is the prosecutor. Yeah. Because in both scenarios, right. someone wants to suck some cock, and I think <laughs> that's also the parallelism. Uh huh. She, you know, she, yeah, the prosecutors was that was her Lauren Michaels. And she's like, I really want to impress this guy. Yeah. And exactly. then she got pinched and she was like, Oh no, 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 this is fine. I got a lot of friends of mine in the prosecutor's office. Hey guys, you're gonna help me out, right? You guys are totally gonna help me. Wait, what do you mean you're not returning my phone calls? But I yeah. I gave you all those fucking guys. I gave you all those easy convictions. No, call me back. Yeah. I'm the fall guy, son of a bitch. Exactly. Yeah, because why Lauren Michaels of prosecutors? Why? Yeah, because if you're the prosecutor, why are you trying to make your job harder than it already is? You already have to do these things. So if you say, okay, listen, this guy was caught with a kilo of white substance. We don't know what it is, but if I can 100% ensure that it was coke, then that's going to just make my job that much easier. I mean, that kind of seems like a slam dunk case. So the more of those you could do, the more time you have to come home and watch real documentaries like The Tiger King. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. You know what? I think um, also shout out to our last documentary review, Tiger King. That was a good one. Look it up, oh, people. That's good. But I think if most of the ones that are going to be like not really drugs are probably not the kilos. It's probably not like a lot. It's probably like small yeah. amounts because I knew people who got, who got, would get busted with like they Cops would be searching their cars, searching their houses, whatever. They would find really trace amounts of something. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. a few little little bits on like like a razor blade you were using, or, or oh, an really? ID, or a CD oh, case, that's or small. right? Oh, yeah. And so that's that's the kind of shit where it's like, oh, that that actually might not be anything, though. If I oh. had to guess, the ones that turned out not to be anything was probably little bits of baggies with with a little bit of powder in it that might have been something but it might have been just some food they had or i mean i mean i i, I don't know it, it would really it'd be an <laughs> odd situation like cheerios in this very small bag right yeah i mean i'm guessing a little bit of powder on on, on a surface that looks like you might have done cocaine of it or it might have not yeah. but they're really looking to get you for something and 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 you know of course with drug laws 
if you have priors with just a little amount, you can fucking get like many, many years in prison. So. Oh, sure, sure. Well, here's my question. Since you said that one thing that I don't think that they really touched on in the documentary, maybe because it was already kind of such a huge subject is cops planting drugs on people. I thought mm-hmm. that was crazy. So, I was like, they made like one sentence of it. And then just didn't talk about it, and I'm like, I thought that was going to be a whole segment. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, well, like they're not they're not going to get any prosecutor to be up there and be, to get up there and say, or like a cop to get up there and say, oh yeah, we totally planted drugs on people. But you know, you think about okay, if if she is just saying, yep, everything you bring into the lab is totally drugs, the cops can plant salt on to a criminal. Well, and then the guy is like, well, no, that that's not. Nice. And then the, then the drug test is like, oh, no, it's totally crack. And then it's just like, like, what do you do in that scenario? No, I think the salt ones were just fucking Frank being like, I, I, I'm just going to make a deal with that stupid guy. L- yeah. L- little, little bit of inside baseball. That is the bouncer at a bar we like. She's talking about a bouncer <laughs> at a bar we like because she's been drinking wine for the last two hours. So it's going to get very inside baseball. But just know it was a funny rest. It was a funny reference, listeners. I'm sorry you've never got drunk at Auto Shrunken Head before that man was fired for being, well, creepy and probably dealing coke. Um, he's probably, I bet mean, I mean, that guy right now is in a cell going, I hope this fucking, I, I hope the pharmacist is high right now so that I get off on a technicality. <laughs> Holy shit. Because he talked like that, too. That was another, another funny joke right there, listeners, that you don't get if you haven't drank at that bar. I yeah it's oh man it's it's the the you had to be there stories that are always the best oh yeah um, oh yeah yeah but the, the other thing that we um so let's go back to Sonia Farrakh who so she had a so she has a drug addiction and she had this drug addiction for years uh she would take samples from their standards like so their standard for bottle for meth or whatever and just Use an eyedropper and just make a make a Tuesday a Friday. I mean, what yeah, a yeah. what a great way to sail through the week. <laughs> Absolutely. No, but no, to go back to the um to the, the, the planting. cops planting drugs. Yes. Oh, yes. I, I don't think that even that many of those were fake because here's the thing. If I'm a cop and I want to plant some drugs and I really want to make it stick, not using table salt. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I got access to the real shit. Like, I'm going to use the real shit. Yeah, like, I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah, you probably use the real stuff. You, you know what a half-ass plant job it is where you're just like, I really want to get this guy caught, but I don't want to waste more than five minutes on it. Uh, yeah. Does anybody have any baking soda or salt? I'm going to use salt. I'm going to use table salt. Something that doesn't even look like cocaine. Even someone's <laughs> second time buying cocaine, they would look at it and go, this is absolutely table salt, isn't it, Hector? Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, the cop like goes up on the stand and is like, I know that he put that cocaine in a Wendy's salt packet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's where um, I, I feel, and I've said this to you guys before, I feel that um, if you want to have real testing done and make sure that drugs are really being used and you need to have a good prosecution against someone that really sold drugs, you need to hire a druggie that can, that needs to taste the drugs. Um, well, the thing was is that they tried Anna, that. In, they tried that in the second half of this documentary. No, though. no, Anna, <laughs> she 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 definitely didn't try any of the drugs, and she put innocent people in jail because she didn't test them properly. Uh, Sonia definitely tested them very properly, and yeah. she, and the best quote that I love is. Um, those people deserve to be in jail because if they weren't real, I wouldn't have taken them. 
Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. She, yeah. she she was doing her job, but she just also happened to be high. And so yeah. the, their, that argument is, well, you can't do your job properly unless if you're high. It's like, eh, I mean, sometimes. But sometimes do you know what you're asking me to do right now? <laughs> but that that's the thing is, the, and and they, they pointed that out. If, if for, for one thing, the quote about that, that Amy just said about, I know there were real drugs, otherwise I wouldn't have gotten high, and I yeah. would have gotten withdrawals. So withdrawals are a motherfucker, and, and they're correct every time. <laughs> I either have meth in my system, and I'm not shaking, or, or, or I don't, and I'm shaking and vomiting, and I get diarrhea. So I, no diarrhea means guilty. Like, that's a, it's a yeah. fucking, it's a tested and true method. Uh, and also, a, another part that I, I think she pointed out was, she was very, very accurate about it, because if... She, and this is coming from somebody who used to do plenty of cocaine and crystal meth and shit when I was younger. For one thing, makes you very alert and very <laughs> attentive, you know? Now, granted, it plateaus. If, if you're smoking so much that you can't fucking see straight, yeah, it might be a problem, right? Um, like the part where she said she took the acid. Oh, yeah, that's insane. You definitely yeah, can't do chemistry was, yeah, on acid. That was, a, that was a, a, a little Friday moment for her. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, like the whole tests are based on you putting little droplets of of chemicals and things and seeing them turn a slightly different shade of pink <laughs> and you're going to try to determine that on acid real no quick, fucking way yeah. real quick i loved her justification because she was trying to act all innocent with that moment she's like well i just i ran out of this certain drug and i needed something to to make to give me that high again so i tried lsd she knew exactly the result that she was going to get with lsd i was yeah. like you basically I mean, I had don't know. your drugs you were going to have like your Friday night, like you said, Suzanne, and like no one was at the lab. <laughs> you know, I really feel that she knew exactly what was going to happen. She she acted very innocent when she's like, so I tried LSD and I was like, that wasn't See, the I, first time. I believe her. I honestly, I believe her in that, in that instance. I don't think she, she either hadn't done it or hadn't done much of it because there's no way you'd want to do that. Because basically what she was saying with the, her being accurate with the test was she was saying, she knew she was doing something horribly illegal, and the only way for her not to get caught was to be spot on with everything. She is triple yeah. checking everything she does. Because when you're on uppers and shit, you're super paranoid most of the time, too. So yeah. she's going like, I'm committing a felony at work. I could get fired. I can go to jail. I'm fucking doing these tests better than everybody. I think she was the best chemist there. I think she so, was I think she was Denzel Washington flipping that plane upside down and saving <laughs> everybody's life in the movie Flight. I think she was fucking crushing it until she it, she plateaued and dropped at the end when she was smoking so much that she had to leave every 20 minutes to get high. Yeah, yeah sure. That that cut down on productivity, <laughs> but very accurate. So if you're doing that and 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 you take acid like opposite you're not going to be accurate at all i think she took well, that and was like oh this isn't like meth whatsoever like so here's, it's so here's nothing like it so here's a question that they that maybe they address this in the documentary but you didn't but you you just brought it up is that she started with meth but what if she had started with acid do you think that it would have escalated or you know it would have taken the same path no she still would have like been a, a druggie or it's like that, they don't say that did she did she know what meth does to you i feel yeah. like i'm gonna do some meth i feel like, like because she started with acid. meth are proven to be like okay if you want to get something done with your life but to have a short lifespan do meth cocaine and adderall and all that stuff 
but if you just kind of want to <laughs> they're like quality not quantity yeah yeah if you want if you want quality not quantity do the cocaine meth. if you want to like you know really fuck up your life just start with the heroin that's like that's where you really can't get anything but done. heroin makes you like fall asleep though. yeah yeah that's heroin's a downer the 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 chemist that that started with the heroin instead of the uppers they were fired immediately even yeah. even in the shitty one in Western yeah. Massachusetts, where they're only working by themselves, somebody showed up and found them passed out with their with their 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 fucking their pants yeah. around the ankles because they were using their belt to tie off, and they're just asleep on the desk with a needle in there. I'm like, oh, I I decided to try this shit, and I've been asleep for two days. Sorry. Yeah, that guy hit his bottom much sooner. Than yeah. They were like, "What did you do today?" And she was like. Uh, nothing, but I painted you this really awesome picture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they would have gone in. All the little test things would have been spread out in a circle. They're using the little droplets to create tie-dye. Like, look, man. I made it. It looks like the, the cover of the Grateful Dead album. Look at that. It's like American Beauty. Check it out. <laughs> like, fired yeah. immediately. Acid oh, one. Yeah. They knew he did something. Totally, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sonia's, yeah, yeah. The coworker is a big deadhead. He's out. Right. He's uh, found out immediately. Dude, no acid head could handle that fucking job. I'm sorry. (laughs) You're sitting there putting eyedroppers in there. They're changing just a a slightly different shade of pink, and you're all in your head because you're tripping your balls up. You're going, "What shade of pink means a man should have to do 25 years? Fuck this shade of pink. I think my spine is melting into the shade of pink. Oh God, you know it would just." (laughs) It, yeah. it would be a nightmare. There's no way you would want to do that job on acid. I would fucking hate doing that job on acid. Can yeah. we talk that, about that real quick sense. how many lawyers were involved in this documentary? I got very confused. Yeah, that's a good point. So what happened with Sonia Farak's case is that when they found, so they, they, they got a warrant to search her car. And in her car, they found a bunch of paperwork. And this paperwork was the nail in the coffin for her. That was proving that she was totally off her tits when she was doing all of this testing. But then the district attorney's office held that information from the uh, defense attorneys who were trying to say, yeah, she was high, so therefore all these people convicted of drugs shouldn't have been convicted. They, the defense attorney held that information, which is uh, not cool. And um, yeah, so that guy, the bald guy, uh, his name is Luke Ryan. And so he got... Uh, help from the ACLU because it was like such a massive case. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, I, but there's a lot. There's there, a lot of like. Yeah, there's parts. a lot of people on both sides that I got very confused with. I'm like, who's for who and yeah. what is what? It's just crazy. Because normally it's defense attorney against against the prosecutor, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like the pros- the prosecutor's like we're you know uh, you know, but the. Uh, defense attorney in this in this case, yeah, he it was almost like, but, but he must have he must have not been Sonia Farrakh's lawyer because he, he could have been like she, yeah. <laughs> he, but he he must have not been. Um, no, no, he he totally wasn't. Um, no. he, he he made right, that, but I'm saying like he, he 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 like if he's like the free you know court appointed defense attorney, yeah, like, he could have he could have been her lawyer, but uh, like maybe a conflict of interest, I guess. I don't know. I don't know uh, how the law works. Did anyone? Get well, this? he was in different different parts of the the state too, right? He was he was in well no so well uh, yeah good question but he was, he, he was he was, he was near, doing. The, the case is for um, Sonia uh, Farrakh, right? So that, no, that's, he, what been... that's what I'm saying. So, but, but when Sonia Farrakh got uh, charged, 
Oh, so gotcha. Had, yeah. yeah. Had she said, listen, I can't afford a lawyer, he arguably could have been appointed as her lawyer, right? Yeah, or, but that yeah. would have been that at that point. You're right. If he's defending her one day and then going back with the other guy and going, judge that that lady in here yesterday that I was saying guilty, don't listen to me yesterday. I was a that's, fucking lawyer yesterday, your honor. Let, let, this, let yeah. this guy go. Did you guys, that that was my question. How did how she how Sonia Farrakh sorted out her, who her lawyer was going to be? See, I would I would have loved if he did that. I would have loved if one day he's in there defending Sonia. <laughs> the next day, don't listen to me yesterday, and then he goes back in there because it's, it's an ongoing trial. He goes back with Sonia Farrakh the day after. What are you going to listen to me yesterday when I was in here? That guy had heroin, and did you see his stupid jeans? What kind of fucking guy wears jeans like that if he's not guilty? Don't listen to me yesterday your honor and he keeps switching up <laughs> I feel like and he's he just fighting like against himself the day exactly before. yeah interacted her hallucinations of what she deals with every day <laughs> yeah 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 uh she sees that when she withdraws <laughs> no, but do you guys feel just that there was um, a huge undertone of like what defense attorneys they suck no one wants to be a defense attorney prosecutors you need to be with the state like there was like a like i felt like there was like uh like i I don't know. I don't follow the law and all that stuff, and maybe I should. But it's just like, <laughs> Amy, don't admit that you don't follow the law on a podcast. <laughs> this is recorded. We're putting it on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like it's so shitty to be a defense attorney to like defend the public against yeah. like, the state. Like they really like stress that it's like there are no good you know prosecutors sure. out there. You I, know what I mean? Yeah, I hear what you're saying, and so I've known quite a few lawyers in in my time, and here's what I know about lawyers is that they can be snooty and they like to compare compare themselves to other lawyers and then with, for with the ultimate goal to be like well i'm better than you I'm oh better. yeah lawyers are dicks man yeah so yeah so there's definitely there like, like a, a higher name calling with like well i'm a prosecutor where i'm a defense attorney and i'm like you guys are both lawyers like, i think it, yeah because i think it goes like it goes like top of the food chain are like the the people who defend wealthy like so they're they're they are defend they're defense attorneys but they they defend wealthy people right like that's mm -hmm. the top of the food of the lawyer food chain <laughs> then yeah the corporate like, guys yeah <laughs> that's the where guys. the lobsters eat them <laughs> yeah so then there's then there's the defense attorneys like the prosecutors for like defense uh the or the district attorney's office who are kind of you know they're like they work for the state so they're like you know keeping the streets safe or whatever right then underneath of that are the are, are the ambulance chasers who defend us poor people uh sure. that's uh that's how i see the lawyering hierarchy maybe see, maybe i'm wrong <laughs> I, i'm hoping if i if i get enough from uh from this podcast if we end up making it rich enough i'll be able to go back to law school and i'll be able to get the top top of the chain and that is the prosecutor for for wealthy people because those people get bribed like a motherfucker and that's <laughs> that sounds amazing yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I, I guess I don't know. Like how, how great would that <laughs> dream be that we somehow get sponsored on the podcast and it, and it leads to Jake being a Supreme Court justice? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like beer. I like beer. <laughs> I like beer. Yeah, yeah. I did meth when I was younger. Fuck you, Doug. Me and my buddy looking. Peter and Scab and fucking <laughs> yeah, it's it's like hey Ruth Bader Ginsburg, we found a perfect replacement. For you. <laughs> oh my god, I would love to see someone be like, oh, I know that we are this guy, but let's just look at your background check. Uh, you Mr. thought Kavanaugh knew how to party? God damn it! <laughs>
I would have had that guy foaming at the mouth when I was his age back in high school. <laughs> oh man, I just oh, if listeners, if you don't have a reason to share our podcast at this moment, we've just given you a great one. Well, to be fair, I kind of even out, man, as a Supreme Court justice in that hearing because I'm less rapey than Kavanaugh, but I'm also way less sober as well. So like it kind of, you ah, know. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of kind of a teeter totter. You know, where's the sweet spot where it's going to balance? Uh-huh. Good point. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I, um, it, it was, it, I, I think that this is a documentary. What I did appreciate about it was that it, there was a lot to cover, but it was only four episodes. I, I felt like they could have stretched have it to more six, episodes. but I, I'm kind of glad they didn't. I'm kind of glad that they were like, listen, we're just going to cover it and you need to be listening. You need to have your listening. Too many no, I think stretched, it was Netflix yeah. being, they're like, Hey, we got 12 episodes and Netflix was like, we don't trust you. We'll give, you, we'll give you four. See, it's a good question because I, I do wonder how it gets pitched to Netflix. If they're like, listen, we have these, you know, it's a, it's a four-part documentary series where if Netflix says, let's see what you got, and then Netflix says, this, you're only going to get four, you know, four but, episodes. Like, well, I wonder how that, or is it no like Meek? the art? No, Meek talked about her. When she didn't get picked up. Oh, Monique. Monique. She oh, that was for stand-up. Yeah, yeah. She talked about her dealings with Netflix and how they pick up people about your, your outcome. Oh, yeah, because she was she was mad because she didn't, because her offer was really low. Yeah, yeah she thought she, though, wanted, she wanted more she money has, and stuff. Even though she has an Oscar and all that stuff, she was like, why are you not giving me as much as, like, blah, 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 blah. So she talked about how they pitched things to her and stuff like that. Anyways. I mean, it's just yeah. bizarre because it's, it's hard to make – most people feel bad for you when they're only offering you half a million dollars. <laughs> it's like, uh, I, yeah, fuck it. I, you deserve yeah. seven Lamborghinis. It's, I don't yeah, know what exactly. you want. It's, it's like these celebrities that are like locked down so hard in my 12 bedroom mansion. Yeah. It's like, mm, I think, I think I, I haven't I, tried I, this room yet. Maybe I should try this room. Yeah. I haven't cried in the Butler's quarters yet. <laughs> my old Butler died of Corona and now my mansion is disgusting. My pool is crawling with filth. Why did they have to take the guy who made my place clean? It's harder on me than everyone. Everyone. Yeah. These kids don't have a pool to worry about. I just, no, I just love some of these celebrities. They're like, well, if you're just bored, just go out into the pool. You know? Go yeah. I mean, God. yeah. Anyway, what pieces of garbage. But anyway, but yeah, so, so, so back to what I was saying, I, I actually appreciated that it was four episodes because I feel like it, it, I would have watched, I would have watched six, but I'm glad it was only four. Um, and just overall, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's a good one because it goes quick. You know, there's not that middle episode that's kind of just you know like tapping yeah. pudding you know it's, 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 very all, it's all chocolate it's all chocolate pudding very bingeable and we watched it immediately after tiger king so our our bell curve for documentaries was way fucked up it's hard oh. to score well <laughs> on this exam that is documentaries uh through anyone's eyes who who, who just watched tiger king i mean yeah. it's, it's a fucking it's a tough one yeah but i will say that um I, it was crazy to me just how little oversight was in the Western one that the issue is able that many drugs there for that long. And I mean, you, you saw the lack of oversight because like for one thing that she's just in that room by herself with all the drugs, her entire shift, every shift basically. And well, I mean that that's fucking crazy. And like, like the guy at the end pointed out, they weren't even drug testing the people there. Yeah, 
Like oh you're literally God, no. in this in this crazy. You're 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 in a Charlie chocolate factory for junkies, and you, there's no security cameras, nobody watching you, nobody making you piss in a cup. You know how many stupid <laughs> jobs make you piss in cups for no reason at all? That literally have Walmart. zero crystal meth in their inventory. Okay. Yeah. This place it, yeah. meth and cocaine. Right. Literally all the meth and cocaine in the state just flew magically into that room. <laughs> and they're not drug testing anybody there watching them at all. They're just kind of like, nah, go crazy. So yeah. You know, no, I, I thought that same thing. Because so when I was in when I was in college, I used to run cross country and track. And I would get drug tested, even though I was like last. I would like finish <laughs> yeah. the race last. Right. And they'd be like, oh, ma'am, we need to drug test you. I'm like, why? I'm like, do you, do you think I was running so slow that I had to have been high? Like, yeah. I was like, smoke that bunch and then If I bought steroids from somebody and I finished last, <laughs> that guy should lose his steroids license. He should be yes. shamed off the street corner. Shame. Yeah. I'm it's not like, lying to you guys. In college, I didn't run cross country. Uh, my motivation was I got a job at Walmart Deli. I was the deli girl at Walmart. Nice. I had a drug test for that job. And I came out that I was I was negative for drugs, and the, the girl next to me, she came out that she was pregnant. They found out that she was pregnant. Nice. Well, and on drugs. And on drugs. <laughs> she has no drugs, no baby. You have a baby, lots yeah. of drugs. That uh, is not a scenario where you want to be handling a bunch of cold cuts. No, yeah, no, no. yeah. that kid is not going to be the PhD of anything. All right. <laughs> start saving uh, bail money. Yeah, so in, so you're making in, 775 right now. Oh, yeah. oh man, that's a, that's a long way to save for college. But yeah, so it's so the fact that you get drug tested for, you know, yeah, for being a deli worker, for being a a runner and the fact that at the drug lab they're like, "Nah, yeah. you know what? Let's just save on that cost." It's okay. The, the girl that Amy worked with had so much drugs in her system that not only did she not get the job, they also said they wouldn't hire a kid in 18 years. <laughs> it's like the, that Teflon substance that's in everyone's body yeah. just doesn't decompose. Very and high and very pregnant. Yeah, they were like, there's no kid. They, that, that kid's not coming out, right? Come on. I looked at these numbers. He's he can't work here. The kid came out with a teardrop tattoo. That'd be good. <laughs> he already had a face tattoo and a Spotify account with rat <laughs> Fucking mumble rapper. <laughs> <laughs> the second they cut the umbilical card, she's going, he talks in auto tune just without any electronics. That's oh, that would be dope. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I'm sorry if I'm skipping around, but I really want to talk about this because no. it disturbed me when we watched it. Um, so when when they actually were able to get public records of her deepest thoughts when she was in therapy for trying to be clean. Yeah. You know, and that was like the moment where I'm like, oh, I feel so bad for Sonia because she was trying to get clean. And if I ever went to a therapist and they're like, you can trust me, just write down all these things. No one, you know, no one's going to see these. These are your thoughts just to get them out. And then they end up on a Netflix fucking series. Oh, yeah. And it's not only a bad it's like a good netflix series where everyone is watching it my thoughts are on. yeah no i i, I understand what you're saying and that's I, where I i'm like two, oh I that's two where thoughts. I feel so bad i do I, I have two thoughts about it one is yeah i feel bad for her because obviously she yeah as you said she divulged some very private information and it was then shown by a a bald guy who was seeking revenge. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. the, other, the other thing I'll say about it, though, is that, you know, to be honest, it's like if, if you really genuinely have a drug problem and you are trying to, to 
kick your drug habit and you and you aren't going you know because people do so much to to get over their drug addiction to go into recovery yeah, it's really hard. including quit your job so the fact that she never quit her job and was like whoops i guess i took meth again i'm like how really committed are you to your recovery like, yeah and and how dog shit are these are these fucking counselors you know what kind of sorry ass <laughs> therapist what kind of drug counselor <laughs> is sitting there and somebody comes in like hey yeah listen i um i've been having a really tough time i've been a drug addict for years years and um i i relapsed yesterday i relapsed um what what can i do oh Here's what you could do. Maybe stop hanging around friends of yours who use, you know, maybe, maybe um, <laughs> stay away from events that trigger. Oh, no, no, no. I don't have friends that use. I took some, I stole some free meth from the giant cabinet of meth and crack that yeah. is in my work all day, every day in mass amounts, completely unregulated and, and watched in any way, shape or form. Um, I go there every day. And then the counselor's just like, ah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah don't, don't, don't quit your day <laughs> yeah. job. Just write yeah. down on the sheet when you feel like using. That'll yeah. help. I, I, here's, here's what I said. Like, uh, of course, I, I'm not judging, but I, you know, of course, every person's path is different and, and anything like that. Like, but it just seems weird that she, because it would be one thing if she kept the job for like a year, you know, was like, you know what, listen, this is good for me. But the fact that she kept it for eight years while having this drug addiction problem, like, at what point are you like, listen, I just need to quit and go to rehab? Like, I, but I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe she, Maybe it wasn't as bad as we all think it was. I don't know, but well, that's, like that's another what, yeah. quick thing that that they touched on, but then they never went into was that, oh, she's married or she has a partner, and I thought they were yeah. happy, and I thought they were going to go into the relationship, and they never did. And I'm I like, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, and I'm right. like, why? I mean, did I mean? There's a point because they interviewed the sister and the mom. They didn't interview the significant other, and I was just kind of like, there's a point where you are going to notice a difference and you know that that person has a problem. What happened with that? Like that they're not, that they're still not, you that know, is a good point. They, they did. They, I think it was like the sister. She kind of like, she kind of glossed right over that. Didn't yeah. She? She's like, she I like, thought they were happy. Like, but I'm they like, were happy. And then all of a sudden my sister was in jail and it's like, what How, You know what happened? To the, what yeah. Happened it was like, she getting like, I thought the they were going to go into the know if that she, her, that her partner was a drug addict. If, she also wasn't a drug addict. That's what I thought. I thought or they were going to be like, go into the fact that her partner needed drugs. And, you know, that was like why she was doing it. But, but they just said nothing else except for, <laughs> I Honey, I'm home. I brought home Kentucky Fried Chicken and meth. Yeah. Well, that's what the thing was. It was such a short little comment where it's like, you know, it was one of those things where it's like, your your sister is dating a boyfriend that you don't like. And so you go on to a Netflix series and you're like, well, I thought they were happy. And then you're like, what the? He's a nice guy. He never did anything to you, Susan. You know, and it's just like, why do you gotta make that comment? You know, and and she's like, I don't know. I just never liked him. You know, and it was just yeah. like because it was such a short comment, and there was no backup for that comment. That I was like, why did they even put that in the series in the first? Yeah. Place? No, it's yeah. a really good question. I, I would have liked to them to to interview the the partner, which I, I'm sure they did. She probably just didn't want to mention it because yeah, she was probably getting high with her, especially if she's taking it home. And I, I mean, if, if she's in, if she's in drug treatment, then yeah, the partner's going to want to know where she's going all this time and, yeah. and probably knows. And I'm sure if, if, if my significant other came to me and was like, I can't quit doing meth. And I'm like, well, stop buying meth. I don't buy it. It's at work all the time. I would be like, <laughs> what the fuck? What are you, 
What are you doing? That, I mean, <laughs> like a, a meth head working at a place like that. That's like uh, taking the tigers that were at the illegal zoos that Exotic Joe had and then just giving them to Michael Vick. Just like, here, keep them safe. Oh. Oh, yeah, make sure nothing bad happens. He's going to have a tiger fighting yeah. ring the next week. Oh, you wouldn't do that. God. You were, I mean, yeah. Yeah, dude, how are these – like nobody's saying anything, and especially the therapists. That's, I mean, that's the equivalent of going, oh, you have, um, you have the urge to just, just, just grope women all the time, huh? Nah, don't quit your job as the fucking head medical person for the Olympics at at, at, at Michigan yeah, State. Yeah, what's, what's fine. That <laughs> Just write down on this piece of paper when you feel like committing a felony with with with, with gymnasts, and and I'm sure it'll work itself out yeah. over, over the course of years. Yeah, well, and uh, yeah, and uh, like to your point, Jake, the the counselors, what are you doing? You know, also it's like how you know also. If, if you're a person that you won't quit your job, you're like, listen, it's like, then you don't, you don't want to change. And I don't know. It's just like, it just seems crazy. Yeah. So I, I would be interested in what happened to the partner, but I'm going to guess it has something to do with her addiction and she left because of that. So, yeah. um, but yeah, so what, so what, what would you guys rate this on a scale of one to 10 as far as, as far as, you know, uh, watchability, likability, like what would you guys rate this, this documentary? I would I honestly I would have rated it a ten unless Tiger King came out. Um, <laughs> no, but the thing is, what, what I look about it is that I I wanted to keep watching. I would have been wa- watch. The only thing that made me watch it within two days was that I just my body fell asleep, you know, because like I just needed to sleep. <laughs> but I'm just saying, Maybe like that's how I look at a documentary. If you need to watch the next episode, it's a fucking good documentary. Well, that's the thing is these documentaries are only teaching us to take meth. Tiger King took meth. Uh, oh, yeah. Sonya Rock took meth. Uh-huh. They're telling us that we need to take meth just so we can stay up and watch these <laughs> documentaries. Well, we definitely need to take meth if we're going to be in a documentary. And if I'm ever producing a Netflix doc, I'm going to tell all the people right here, like, oh, oh, you guys, you guys are kind of interesting. But here, do a bump of this ski, huh? Do it, do, do, do a little. You don't have to go crazy. I'm not saying free basic, at least not episode one. I'm just saying a little, little, little credit card bump, little key bump. That's barely illegal in the state of Missouri. Come on. Yeah. How, how else are you supposed to build a character arc if you don't have a, a rock bottom moment somewhere? Yeah, there's two types of fucking characters on, 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 on documentaries. People on crack or meth or really boring characters. Which kind of character do you want to be, Jim? Come on. Let's yeah. make some fucking, let's, let's win an Emmy with this. Snort, snort, exactly. snort, your, snort, snort. Your options are you can either be Joe Exotic from Tiger King or the whale from Blackfish. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're either Joe Exotic or Sleepy Joe. What kind of Joe do <laughs> you want to be on this here documentary? Yeah, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I, I, would, give, I would give it a solid A. And I, I agree with you, Amy. I think I would have given it a 10 oh, had I not just seen Tiger King. What, yeah. and well, what, do, do you, what did you say, Jake? I, you know, sorry, no, no, no. What, what were you saying? No, I was just, I was just saying, I agree with Amy. I would give it, I would give this the how to fix a drug scandal a solid eight, but I would probably give it a ten had I not just seen Tiger King. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I don't think I'm gonna do the ten thing because I'm like, if I, I'm, I'm doing it like, like a judge in, in high diving, okay? Like if, <laughs> if I rate, if I rate Tiger King at ten. And then Tiger King 2, the eight ball continues, comes out next month, <laughs> and it's even better? What the fuck is that? They're, they're, they're both 10s. How can I tell which one's better? So, I mean, I can't do a 10, obviously. Okay. And, um, but, but as close as, as a 10 as I've ever seen as a documentary, I, I, I suppose that would have to be uh, Exotic Joe. 
and Tiger King. But this one, I'm gonna let, let, let me take a sip and 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 dwell on this for a second. Mm. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go eight point three. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna go this higher than what we gave them. That's higher than what we gave. I'm not gonna go with that rating, that piece of shit rating you gave. Eight point three. It's well, <laughs> even better rating. It's similar, <laughs> but it's accurate. It's, it's more accurate. It's, it's close to your rating. Sure. But you, you, you know, I, I, I got the decimals in there. I feel yeah. that's important. you. You zeroed out your scale before you took the measurement. I get yeah. it. See, I, I, I'm, I'm not shitting on the documentary. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying you guys like overrated the documentary. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that like. <laughs> I, I, I can't give it a 10 because what if I watch one tomorrow that's better? We're going to do more of these. What if our next documentary is better that's than true. this one? And we that's call this true. one a 10, and now we have to give them the same honor? Fuck that. The next one should get a better honor, you know? Yeah. No, I get, I get it. I totally get it. Real quickly, the, the person who played Sonia, the actress, is um, she's a, she was the artistic director of Upright Citizens Brigade and, I, and had also taught me at uh, Upright Citizens Brigade. Really? The entire time for the first three episodes is still until I decided to read the credits. I was like, that looks like Shannon O'Neill. That looks like Shannon O'Neill. And I was like, God, that, I was like, but she, why would I think that she had gone on a Netflix series? Like that's where. <laughs> See, it took, it took me probably three episodes to figure out that that was a really slimy frock. I'm like, is she getting extra <laughs> Well, I, I wouldn't have known that unless I read the, because there was this like disclaimer at the very beginning that it was like an actress that they were doing all the shots with. No, there, there was. Yeah, there was. And it I said almost that missed it. No, I almost missed it. But then I had Jake go back, which he hates when I like go back Can't and stand read it. stuff. He's like, I was like, I don't know. I looked down for a second and then the dogs barked. I looked down. I don't know what happened. <laughs> But it was you, a very you read it once or, or, or you never read it again. But then That's, I got you know, so, <laughs> with them. And then I got so annoyed that like, that I was like, I was like, that looks like her. And then finally episode like four and a half or whatever, I decided to read the credits. I was like, That's fucking Shannon O'Neill. It looks exactly like, and then all of a sudden my, my thoughts for the, for the thing went up. Cause I'm like, I love that, that girl. She's great. You know? Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, she doesn't know who I am. I just like you. Well, no, you can tell because the picture, <laughs> she looked, she looked different in the arrest photos because she had the long hair, not the short hair. Right. And with the long yeah. hair, she, yeah, she, she looked kind of like, no, yeah, uh, she looked like Jay from Jay I, and Silent I will Bob. say the actress compared to the, no, I'm not going to go there. I will. What were you going to say? I'll just, pretend I'll say they, they didn't look accurate. That's all. They're like, usually they try and get someone that kind of... I like how you made it seem like you were going to say this horrible fucking thing. I just said she looked like Jay from Jay and Silent Bob. <laughs> and you were like, well, well I don't want to say anything mean. No, I, well, not accurate. The person, it doesn't look accurate. you know, did, just didn't look accurate. I thought they would, like, I mean, they didn't even do the hair or the even how they dressed accurately. Like, that's what I... Gary was, Oldman would have fucking nailed it. You know? Shannon was much girlier than than the other girl that she was portraying, you know. Well, she was portraying a lady who, for the most part, looked like Jim Brewer in most of the photos. I mean, what do you think <laughs> and that's the look she was going for. I'm not. I don't even think I'm insulting. I mean, she was like, she yeah. sat down in the barber chair and was like, "Give me the Brewer. Give me the Jim Brewer." I yeah, she. Like yeah. No, I, I I agree with you. Oh wow, that was totally her. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I mean, I think I think this is an excellent review. I think we I, I do too. All the bases. Uh, good movie. I give us a, a ten point five over the Tiger King. 
10.5. Oh, us. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a good one. Thank you to Amy for being on. Yeah, thank you, Amy. Uh, yeah, uh, go, go watch it. How to Fix the Drug Scandal. Great documentary. Thank you, listeners, for listening. Until next time. Later.